Welcome to the Indie Flicks Podcast. It's me, Alan, and I am here with a bonus episode. I had an awesome opportunity to talk with star actress Stacey Danger of 420 Massacre. If you remember, we did a discussion of 420 Massacre in episode 2 where Stacey played the pothead Donna and had the awesome death scene, Death by Bomb. So, without further ado, here is Stacey Danger. Who inspired me to become an actress? Um, It's actually a bit more of a what, and uh, it's... <sighs> I would say it's complicated. It's really not. I just, the first time that I can remember performing ever is the very first memory that I have in my life. And I remember being in my living room in front of the record player, and it was probably The Temptations or Elvis, someone like that, uh, on the record. And I was in a diaper and a blue t-shirt, a la Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. And I just remember bouncing up and down to the music and dancing to the music, and I loved it. And my family were there, and they were having the best time watching me have the best time. And somehow, I have that memory and can still feel that feeling of knowing that this is affecting someone I care about in a positive way. And I just, I loved that. And I, again, I don't, it seems impossible because I was so young, but I, that memory has been one of the most vivid memories in my entire lifetime. And um, so after, like, through the years growing up, I just, I was chasing that. And I would do this little school pageants and the church pageants and whatever I could really get into here or there. And my first um, official experience with being on camera, um, I was seven, six years, uh, I was in, I, I was in kindergarten. And I broke my arm on the playground in three places and the orthopedic surgeon asked to put me in his commercial and I was in a small town and this commercial aired nonstop for my entire childhood <laughs> so obviously I ate that up and when I started watching Nickelodeon and Disney and and, and those all those fun shows when we were kids uh, I just remember being jealous of these kids that got to be on TV and I thought well I have that a little bit of that I want more of that and um, the first time that it became about more than that, about more than just finding out how I could get on TV, was when I was in high school and I watched this film called Empire of the Sun. And if you've never seen this film, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful Steven Spielberg film. Christian Bale is in it. He's a kid. And it's based on a, uh, a, a novel that's uh, semi-autobiographical uh, about a, a, a British kid whose family lives in Shanghai during um, World War II. And it's just, he ends up in a, in a prisoner of war camp and it's a phenomenal film. And it was the first experience that I had watching a movie that the storytelling seemed to really matter to me. And I thought, wow, because it's based on something true and it was performed so well and directed so well that it affected me. And that was the first time someone else's performance affected me. And I thought, wow, this is, this is, this is different. This is why we, why I do what I do. I want to tell stories that matter, and I want them to mean something to someone. And another film that did that for me was Adrian Brody and the Pianist. And I just, I, I that was it for me. I thought this is what I have to do.
I have to tell these stories. Would I prefer to be the final girl or be the killer in a horror movie? Um, I, A, really hope that I get to do more horror films because they're just so much fun. Um, they're, I, I just love, I like getting dirty. So all the, the blood and the, the everything, all the special effects are just so fun and you don't get to do them and everything. So um, anyone out there who's listening... I would love to be in another horror movie. <laughs> and I think I really would have more fun playing the killer. Um, I would definitely never turn down being the final girl. But man, I love more off-centered type of roles. And those those grittier characters. And the, the ones that are duplicitous or that you just really don't expect. So I think I would just have the most fun playing a killer. I don't know what that says about me as a person, <laughs> but that would, if I were given the choice, I would definitely go killer. My favorite to act in is just anything that's, anything that is um, gritty and real you know, uh, I like stories where you feel like you're a fly on the wall watching and you shouldn't be because you're being so voyeuristic and intrusive to these people's lives, whether it's based on a true story or not. Um, I recently watched the film uh, Hillbilly Elegy and uh, the film Uncle Frank and those two movies just, oh God, like they gutted me and just beautiful performances all the way around. Um, I love that gritty indie style film. One of the first ones that just took me for a ride was Lars and the Real Girl. Oh my god, I just, I fell so in love with Ryan Gosling in that movie. And I just, you know, it was the first one that hit me that go, these people actually exist in this world and their stories are just as important as anyone else's. And so that's what I prefer to act in. Um, and then as far as watch, I love a good comedy, you know, cause life is so serious. <laughs> I just, I like sitting down and laughing a good guttural laugh. Um, I just watched bad trip <laughs> and that, if you have not seen that yet, oh my gosh, it's just, it, it's the laugh that I for sure needed here recently. And I highly recommend it. How did I come to get the the role of Donna in 420 Massacre? Um, uh, sheer nepotism. You know, that's just how it works sometimes. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure my, my talent and uh, skills had something to do with it. But the true story is I uh, worked with Vanessa Reynolds, um, who is, uh, she's Aubrey in the film, and she also happens to be married to the writer-director, Dylan Reynolds, and Vanessa and I worked together at a bar restaurant in Sherman Oaks for a few years and just fell in love with each other, and she's one of my dearest friends in my entire life, and they called me over to do the table read. I know that um, I don't think I was initially considered for any of it, but... um, they just wanted me to come and be a part of the read, and uh, I loved Donna so much and had so much fun with her during the table read that um, I think I wasn't even home yet, and I had an email asking me to 
have the role and be a part of the film. And I just was over the moon about it. And I ended up um, not only doing Donna, but I helped cast the film and I helped do music supervision on the film. So I just got to be a part of it in such a big way. And it, it was just such a labor of love to get to work with some of my dearest friends in the world and just to support their endeavor to uh, to get their movie made. So that's how I came to be a part of it. And I, you know, I'm so grateful. I actually did not go to school to train for uh, drama. Um, my parents were very much of the mindset that this was more of a hobby and they asked me to get a quote unquote real degree, what a lot of artists hear, um, before I decided to take my chance in the arts and I, I, I have, I hold degrees in business and in marketing and, um, it took me two weeks in a cubicle to realize this is not for me. I'm going back to, to acting and I'm going to go for it. And, uh, very recently, actually right as the pandemic hit, maybe two, three weeks before Los Angeles shut down, I graduated the two-year conservatory at the Meisner, the Sanford Meisner Center in Burbank, which um, I think is one of the greatest things that I did for myself and for my career was to go back and study a master technique and the one that I'd always been driven towards. So uh, aside from that, I've trained improvisation at the Groundlings. I've, um, uh, I've, I've trained at a lot of studios here and there, but as far as, you know, college, I didn't. And, um, the, the, the Meisner training is the thing that turned everything around for me and allowed me to fall back in love with the craft of acting. Other films that I've done, I had a very, very small blink and you will miss me role on The Neon Demon. Um, that movie is wild. If you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. Strap yourself in. It's going to take you for a ride. Um, again, my, my role was so small, but it was one of my most gratifying days on set. Just watching Refn work and getting to work with him and with all the actors on set, everyone was wonderful. And it was an experience that I will never forget. I'm just so happy I got to be a part of something like that. And another one I did, I have a, a role in is called Suburban Cowboy. And I had a really great time making that movie because I was becoming friends with the writer-director, Ryan Colucci, um, as that whole process was happening. Um, just a wonderful dude and writes really great indie films and also does incredible graphic novels. So um, I think Suburban Cowboy is available everywhere. It's uh, based on real events. It's got drug dealers and fighting and gangsters and it's just a really gritty indie film and everyone involved in that was also wonderful. So those are some movies that you can see me in as well as I've done bit parts all over TV. So you can just IMDb me and you know if you're interested I just support the watch. So I support you supporting um, us as actors and filmmakers and especially Alan and Kells thank you guys so much for having me on your show thank you so much for watching our film and for um, doing an episode on it it just I, I know I've, I've told you guys this but it just really means the world because you know what we do is it's it takes our soul to do it so 
anyone out there who supports us like it just it means absolutely everything so thank you guys again um yeah that's that have a good one <laughs>